Well, shit fire. Is this thing on? Test, test, testing. Testing, testing, testing. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Roll hard. Checking all the bullshit. Checking all the bushing. Ha ha. Checking, 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 checking from here, checking from over there, checking from over there. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, one, two, one, two. Yo, yo, silence. Noise. Maybe I can record from here. Put it up here. You can't make the mic stand higher. Maybe here. Maybe right around here. Maybe at this distance. Perhaps we'd better start from the beginning. Perhaps we'd better start from the beginning. Is that close enough? Close enough? Would you like to be on my podcast? Would you? I'd buy, buy that for a dollar. I'd buy that for a dollar. Silence leads to violence. Silence needs to violence. I forgot to write down Darren Malakian. Darren Malakian. Should I just go? Should I go? Should I stay or should I go? Two minute test. Alright, fuck it. We'll do it live. Do it live. Forgot to mute that shit. Okay. God damn it. Fuck it. Do it live. Do it live. Do you like to do my podcast? Testing, testing. Maybe I'm too close. Fucking mic, I never know where to put it. Never know where to put the mic. Never never know where to put anything. Too many fucking wires. I need little zip ties. Ah, son of a bitch. Energy's low. Morale is low. Everything's low. I'm in pain right now. My fucking laptop just spit out the CD DVD drive, so hooray for that. That's how old it is. My laptop is so old. How old is it? It's so old that it spit out the fucking CD, the DVD recording drive. Sorry, that was my keyboard. Maybe I should fucking put the mic in front of my face instead of not. Like, it's not a video thing, so who cares, right? Yeah, I'm not not pretty enough for video and I don't know how to do that yet nor do I have the time and I'm also very self-conscious about shit so is this too low too high maybe I'll just do it from here save the sound it's gonna pick up the sound of the fan it's gonna pick up the sound of the fucking vents I think it's even gonna pick up the sound of the phone I can hear the little static that's gonna suck and then the fucking extra long wire, extra long headphone wire, my headphones from my youth, so uh, it's gonna be a sharp drop off in energy from the last episode, but eh, who gives a fuck, I'm still doing this. So, greetings and welcome to episode 6 of, that was my fucking NPR voice, National Public Radio, fresh air, sweaty balls. I could probably do that, but you have to go to broadcasting school or journalism school, and I can't afford that. Okay, so here we go. Reset. Hello, and welcome to episode six of 
Roaming Rains. Today is July 28th, 2018. All of a sudden I'm a weatherman, or a fucking a newscaster, or a radio person. I fucking hate local radio. Alright, I'm gonna start with that. I have bullet points and shit. Yes, I'm back. Fucking three weeks in a row. Goddamn. This has never been done in the history of me thinking about doing this, but yes, I have returned with another episode. Episode 6? Six. Yes, episode six. Fuck. I don't even know how to count. Once again, coffee in hand, notes, little fucking lozenge, because last time I I guess the voices and the accents weren't perceived so well, so I guess it's back to being boring old me. Hooray. No, I, I, I really can't gauge the reaction of people, whether they like it or they don't. I haven't gotten shit back. No feedback to my email, dead underscore rufio at yahoo, if you like this, if you don't. Cool. Either way. I not really heard back from a lot of people, so the one or two people that listen, thank you. Everybody else who hasn't, tell a friend. I'm on Spotify. I'm on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Just do a search for Roaming Reigns and you're good to go. Should I, should I spell it? Okay. R-O-A-M-I-N-G-R-E-I-G-N-S. That's how you spell my show. Once again with you is Roman. If you don't know who I am, uh, listen back the last five episodes if you still don't know send questions this is going to be my neurotic episode because i don't even know if this is sounding good or not i have no idea i have no clue i'm still using my old laptop i'm still using my old setup here um i have a nice little keyboard wrist guard that uh was gifted to me without uh, anyone knowing from my new job, but anyway, what was I talking about? Oh, sounding like a local morning radio DJ or Z morning zoo show. I fucking hate radio. Well, I grew up on radio, but now I fucking hate it because I'm forced to listen to it again. So, had the shittiest week at work. Um, yeah, the hours aren't bad. The coffee could be better. That's always a deal breaker for me is the coffee. The coffee tastes like jet fuel. It's pretty strong. They probably like double or triple fucking brew it. Or I don't know where they get their coffee from, but that shit is strong. Of course, I know how to prepare it, so I water it down as much as I can. I bring my own creamer because powdered creamer is bullshit. I don't like having sugar in my coffee, so I just do that. So that's good. That's good. So, all right. Back to what I was saying about radio. Radio is a double-edged sword for me because I used to listen to the radio growing up. I grew up listening to the radio. And the radio back then, I guess, had a little bit more, I don't know, panache? Panace, whatever the fuck Sam Jackson said in Django. Radio, back then, at least, they used to try a little bit harder. And yes, I just fucking moved the mic. God damn it. Back then, when I was growing up, they used to try a little bit harder. Now they don't. Now the fucking top morning show in El Paso is the KLEQ morning show. And it fucking blows. The same old fucking old bloated fucking DJ from like the last 30 years. The same guy. I mean, he's got different people around him now because nobody else lasts. Nobody wants to work with that guy because he's fucking annoying as fuck. And he turns his bass up on his voice so he could sound like Howard Stern. So there's that. And he steals bits from uh, Johnny Carson and who else? He steals bits from everybody, but whatever. So now it's just him like fucking talking and complaining about not knowing how to set up his fucking Xbox or his fucking cable box or DirecTV or whatever, and that shit's boring as fuck. So this is what I have to deal with at work because since I'm now in the secure room, I can't have any electronics, I can't have any contact with the outside world. We don't have windows, we only have fire exits, which is pretty pathetic, but that's 
all we have is we're not allowed to have anything else so I just realized I don't need the keyboard in front of me while I'm recording so why even have it can you still tell I'm new to this it's been like six actually seven times that I've actually recorded and now just now I'm realizing keep the microphone in front of you at all times there's a tip for you if you're starting out keep the microphone close to your face so yeah morning radio is bullshit at least in this town in the morning there's not that many. So there's a Kaliki morning show where they have the little fucking zoo, the noise, and the fucking people in the background laughing and shit. There's a girl who goes by Mexican Taco Meat is her last name because I guess they don't use their real last names, which is fine. They don't want to use their aliases, so she's got the most annoying fucking laugh ever, and I guess she started there as an intern. Now she's moved up to part of the morning show, and all she does is laugh blindly, stupidly at any stupid bullshit thing the host says even when it's not funny oh by the way the host's name is buzz buzz whitest fattest motherfucker you've ever heard uh yeah no i'll leave that in i don't care they don't listen to this it's just i'm probably not the only one who's got this opinion about the morning show but whatever there's nothing else on i gotta listen to this my choices are mexican morning radio shows which i prefer a lot over this fucking morning show and the other choice, the other choice is um, Johnny Cage and Javi. They're two local DJs. I guess they, they were DJs growing up. I guess they're like in their 40s, but when I was growing up, they were like the, the it guys, the go-to guys when there was um, a lot of partying going on, like high schoolers and, you know, late teens or early 20-somethings would go cross the border into Ciudad Juarez and they would go and drink and party and shit and there was a nightlife to it. This was prior to all the the um, cartel killings and the murders and shit so this was probably in the all throughout the late 80s and early 90s. I want to say early 90s because that's when these guys really hit their stride and then into the late 90s and then as soon as we got into the 2000s and all the murders and shit and women's disappearances and kidnappings and rapings and uh, mass public shootings and shit where they would execute a whole bunch of people in a restaurant people that, that were tied to cartels and shit people from the u.s from el paso from out of town just stopped going over to juarez i mean I haven't been to juarez lately probably the last time i went to juarez was eh, two three years ago and i walked over there like i parked here downtown and then i walked over there i went to see a metal show i went to see this band called the absence and if you listen to the last episode episode five the little guitar intro is an intro that they do in their uh, on one of their first albums so shout out to them they're from florida but they came down and they were booked to do a show in ciudad juarez and they did it and these motherfuckers they don't speak spanish so i remember walking over the bridge going over there and not knowing where the club was but i figured it out because i'm not that stupid and i'm bilingual so the club wasn't that far away from the bridge either so that was uh i wasn't afraid really i really wasn't i mean i got super wasted because the beer there is so cheap you could buy a liter of beer for like fucking 50 cents so i drank a lot I met the guys, talked to the bassist, who's fucking probably like 19 at the time, I'm like 25, 26, and it's his first tour, and it's not the original members except for the singer and a guitarist and the drummer and shit, everybody else was new, but the kid had probably never gone on tour, so he was fascinated by being out on the road and then being in Mexico, so, and the absence is like a melodic thrash metal band, they're pretty good really good actually and they were totally worth me going down there to see a show paying cash uh, it was cheap too it was probably like 10 or 15 bucks but i had a good time so yeah Juarez isn't really that bad i just haven't gone back because my passport expired and i need to renew it and i don't have money but back to the local radio it's flabbergasting how much uh local radio has gone into the shitter 
it's either playing the same songs over and over which they do but the morning talk shows or the morning radio shows are terrible subpar horrible so anyway dj johnny cage is the big name and javi is another local dj and so they just pretty much ask questions and take answers on snapchat or they do little surveys or they do little quips or they have sometimes they have a a mexican psychic come on and and people call in and they ask for her to read their their fucking fortune and shit which is i guess entertaining but they really eh, they just bullshit back and forth reminisce about stuff like for example yesterday when i listened they were talking about mexican music and how they grew up on mexican music because of their grandparents or their parents or whatever and that that's one thing that we should impart to our children and future generations is to listen to mexican music and soak up the culture which i don't disagree with but for the rest of the week it's just surveys or little questions or i don't know making fun of people from a certain side of of town or whatever which eh, it's it's not bad it's not really a brain food listening to them it's not like they're doing an npr show or anything and the the KLQ, the rock radio station morning show is just a bunch of bullshit like the they had um what do they have what do they usually do oh they they just read rock news and they do the same bits over and over and sometimes they'll have famous people come on or fucking washed up comedians that are playing el paso of all places so they'll have them on uh they had greg sestero from the room you know the co-star of the room in the studio because he was doing a q a at the draft house here in town which i thought was interesting and it sold out i mean i've seen the room the room is cool tommy wiseau is cool the fucking morning dj couldn't even pronounce wiseau's last name properly he said his name was tommy wiseau which infuriated me so yes sestero was on they were asking him about tommy they really didn't ask him much about himself so sestero is probably used to having lopsided interviews because of his situation but he talked about the new movie that he made which i thought that was interesting that they're making two movies a volume one and volume two of their new movie and you know that they're always passing through town because they're going to film festivals and stuff so they never really stop here nobody ever does stop in el paso but it's not such a bad place there's art and film and culture and stuff i just never discuss that in detail because i'm not that involved in the arts and stuff i wish i was or i wish i was plugged into the arts and culture pipeline but i'm not i would if somebody reaches out I can plug it on my show. Like, there's a Plaza Theater Film Festival that they do every summer, or towards the end of the summer, I guess, August. And they showcase and screen a whole bunch of movies. A lot of movies that I've seen, some that I haven't, some that I just like to revisit on the big screen. And I've been going there for the last three years or so, and it's been fun. And they have guest speakers, and I saw Monty Python and the Holy Grail there for the first time. I saw, um the fuck was that movie gone with the wind there fucking three hours long but finally saw it they showed all the original star wars movies there the fucking lucas remastered versions which sucks i wanted them to show the theatrical ones but whatever but it's fun it's an old theater downtown and a lot of people go and they get their culture that way and it's pretty cool i enjoy movies but back to radio we'll get back to films later um so because i'm not allowed to have a cd player or anything or a phone or mp3 player at work i had to buy a little tiny portable radio it's like an armband radio that you would wear to work out or i don't know where you would fucking use this radio other than these types of shitty jobs but so i bought that for work and it uses two AAA batteries and i dropped it one time in the middle of the week and so the little housing for the batteries wouldn't 
closed properly so now it wouldn't power on so now what i gotta do is use a hair tie put the batteries in kind of leave the little hatch closed over but not totally and use the hair tie to like sort of hold it in place so that it powers on because it's so cheap that a little fucking falling off my desk move pretty much renders this radio obsolete but anyway it's eight hours of me listening to either american radio stations or mexican radio stations and there are more there's more mexican radio station signals here in town than there are american radio stations and so the local ones is rock country old rock or classic rock stations the npr the local college station which i enjoy that one probably a lot because they play classical music and jazz and stuff like that and they'll play like in PR, Fresh Air, um, or clips like that. Like yesterday, I listened to an interview with Stephen King. Um, I guess they were plugging his the new show Castle Rock, which I did see yesterday, all three episodes. It's really good. And they were replaying interviews with Terry Gross. Terry Gross is like this big name um, NPR personality who interviews a lot of people, famous and not. I think uh, Mark Marin had her on his show and then she had him on her show and it was a big thing and I enjoyed it. So again, it couldn't be an episode of my podcast without shouting out, shouting out Mark Marin. So there we go. By the way, the cats are in the garage. It's like 90-something degrees outside, and I'm in here recording on uh, Roaming Studios, which, hey, I should trademark that. Because I could pretty much up and record anywhere, but I like to do it where it's air-conditioned and it's quiet. So I have a coffee, I have water, I have a lozenge and shit. So again, Mark Marin, my respects. So... Yeah, there's the NPR station, there's... what else? There's the hip-hop and rap station, and we will circle back to that. And then there's the Mexican stations. Now, as far as the Mexican stations go, I enjoy those a lot because they have, you know, their morning radio shows. There's one that I listen to. Um, the hosts' names are El Pollito, and the other host's name is Juan José, which I guess is just his real name. Juan José de la Rosa. And I've been listening to them on and off for about three or four years just because, you know, when I could listen to the radio on my phone, I'd listen to them because of the coworkers. They would always say, oh, you got to listen to this, you got to listen to this. It's actually a very entertaining show, and uh, it's very structured, but it's very well done. It's not like all wacky and zany and stuff. It's just two funny guys, two funny guys that have been on the radio long enough to know how to do a radio show, and it just happens to be out of Ciudad Juarez. So, um, El Pollito, I don't remember his real name. Maybe I do, but El Pollito means the little chicken or little chick but um nah, people just call in and they they start off with horoscopes and little jokes nothing too zany they don't really do bits it's more of like a call-in show and they have a regular uh like a fan base or a listenership that calls and people call in to complain or to joke around with them or to it's very mexican humor based so i can't really explain it but there's a lot of double entendres and little uh, euphemisms that go back and forth between the hosts and the people that call but it's hilarious i love it and then they have a section where um people write into the show with a problem or they ask for advice or whatever so it's also an advice segment to the show <clears throat> sorry my shoulder hurts like a motherfucker i think i might have pinched a nerve or something back there and all i did was get up and out of bed today so i got up got out of bed stretched stood up and 
then proceeded to feel a sharp shooting pain travel down my back and around my shoulder and back up to my neck. So if I sound like I'm in pain or low energy, it's probably because of that. I did icy hot it. I did drop some Motrin. It's not really helping, so I'm either going to have to take a nap or a hot shower or something. I usually don't wait this long to shower during the day, but as circumstances would have it, I had to be up paying bills and taking care of certain traffic things that I had pending, which um, I have been taking care of for the most part. But anyway, back to El Poito and Juan Jose. They're really good, so they have a little advice um, giving section of their show, which consists of people writing into the show or messaging them through facebook and asking for advice about life about anything there's been infidelity stories there's been um men who were married and have asked for advice because they've had conflicting feelings about their sexuality or children that see their parents fighting and stuff or they're a witness to like spousal abuse or somebody whose parent has actually taken their girlfriend or their wife away from them like let me see if i can word properly say it's like a guy who has a girlfriend but yet his dad ends up sleeping with his girlfriend and now they're together and he's conflicted because his girlfriend essentially left him for his father and there's also been um certain stories i've heard and i listen to it not that regularly but i remember the stories are really interesting if they're true about you know um harassment stuff going on at work like girls who are secretaries or administrative assistants who are harassed by their bosses or by co-workers or whatever and they just don't know what to do or same-sex harassment in the workplace or guilt-stricken wives or mothers who haven't confessed to their husbands about infidelities just all sorts of stuff like that and they ask people for advice and they actually have like a psychiatrist um that's a friend of the show who's like a lawyer psychiatrist or i think she's just a psychiatrist but they address her as a licenciada which means she's she's got a degree she's degreed or she's got you know some sort of um experience in the field studies of psychiatry or psychology or whatever i think she is a psychiatrist but they always have her like chime in through message or maybe sometimes she's in the studio and my desktop screen almost went blank but anyway holy shit i've been talking for 25 minutes so i think it's interesting and they offer advice and then they also open up the lines to people so people actually call in and give advice sometimes people just call in to roast people or call people idiots or you know the last story that i heard is a guy that wrote into the show and was asking for advice um saying that he works with an older gentleman and everybody else in their work environment is about the same age except for this gentleman who's in his 40s then they call him old guy they call him old man they call him pops they call him viejito viejillo i guess as a term of endearment i'm not sure but he said that this gentleman was married to a girl that was younger than he was so if he's 45 ish and he's married to somebody who's 25 or whatever i don't know if he was married or if that was his fiance or girlfriend but this guy who wrote into the show was asking for advice because he said that they went to some company thing together some company get together or or at work i'm not sure everybody got together and so the co-worker the older co-worker brought his younger wife and said that she was cool and she was sociable and got along with everybody but the guy who wrote in asking for advice said that she uh took a liking to him and they got along really well and they were talking and they exchanged facebook information and then she started messaging him and he was well aware that she was either married or engaged to one of his co-workers the older gentleman but he continued to talk to her and then he said it got kind of hot and heavy and she sent him some pictures and one can only imagine and so now he's asking for advice of whether he should tell his co-worker what his wife is doing and risk losing that friendship or risk having an awkward workspace or if he should just block her and never mention it and bury the whole thing 
and just disregard her altogether. Now, in my mind, I would have said, yeah, just block her and, you know, maybe she's um, starved for affection or whatever. So I would have called in to say that, but fortunately I don't have my phone and I can't call and chime in because uh, I have to be glued to my seat. Sorry, that was me trying to pop my back. Yeah, so I can't be an active participant of the show, but at least in my mind, I'm like, what would I do? Would I call and ask for advice, or would I just break it off and, you know, avoid all that awkwardness and even avoid that confrontation at work? So I think I would have done that. I would have told him to block her and just, you know, wash his hands of the thing and maybe never get involved with somebody who's with somebody that you work with, so don't shit where you eat. But people were calling in saying, hey, you know, what's her Facebook, what's her number, stuff like that some of the jokers some people are actually serious and they were like maybe he shouldn't tell his coworker, but he should at least break it off with her because she's no good she's got no scruples and no morals if she's disregarding her marriage to talk to people outside of their marriage and it made me think like they're right and it made me think about that age-old question like should married people have friends or should people that are with somebody have friends you know of the opposite sex so that's an interesting question to ponder. But yeah, that's the type of show it is. And then after that, they have an immigration lawyer to help people, the listeners from over there, in case they need help, you know, with immigration stuff. And they also have another segment of their show where people just call in and they put people on blast, where they talk shit about coworkers or this, that, and the other. And it's pretty hilarious because, as it turns out, people from Mexico have a very unique sense of humor. And I'm just, I think I'm pretty um, fortunate that I'm able to to understand the American sense of humor that I have, but also understand the Mexican sensibility and sense of humor because of where I live and because of where I come from. So I think that's pretty cool. So I enjoy that show. And then they have other Mexican stations that just play everything. They'll play the hits. They'll do little um, relationship and health advice shows they'll have oldies um or throwback shows there's a lot of that there's a lot of nostalgic shows at least in the mexican radio stations but nothing that they do over there compares to the lackluster approach that they have in american radio stations here in el paso and i say for shame they should step up their game and as a matter of fact i think they've gotten pretty lazy for extending the morning radio shows like the main one that i discussed earlier it's a five hour long show and it just the same bullshit over and over it's really a drag the only thing that i like is that they have like a call-in number so that the people can call in and and gripe or complain or mention stuff and it's like a voicemail which is probably what i should set up for my humble little show but i don't know how to go about doing that yet so when i get that done i probably will okay so radio at work that's one thing the big thing work sucks Sitting on an angry So this week, it's been uh, pretty interesting at work. Um, number one, I've been called in to meet with the supervisor and the manager, his boss, to talk about my metrics, my numbers, my performance. Even though I've only been there for two weeks, they're already expecting me to meet or exceed efficiency and speed and quality I'm good at. And I know what I'm doing, but they want me to do more and more and more and i'm 35 and i make minimum wage at this job with no benefits and i only got in there because 
I went to a temp agency, so they want me to improve, or they sent me an ultimatum that I may not be there after two or three months. And the flip side of that is that they called everybody else that got hired with me. And there's been some new people that came in, and I will discuss them later. But they called us all in, and then they said, all right, um, we know that we hired some of you under the auspices of just being a temporary job or for the summer or for a, a specified amount of time. But now they're like, um, we need everybody because we just got a five-year contract and we've got all this work volume that we need to get out. And what the manager and the supervisor failed to mention is that they have a large turnover rate so when they hire people by and large most of the people that they hire if they hire 10 people probably maybe four or five of them will stay the other half will not and that's just from what i've seen in two weeks so that tells you what kind of job i'm dealing with um also i was told well after this um hollow attempt to boost morale they're like oh so we need you guys so let's step it up the money's there so apparently if you overwork yourself you can work up to a dollar bonus if you do more than what's expected of you on top of making minimum you get one more dollar and also um they had to resort to working 10 hour days because they were so backed up that i guess they did that for a couple days but i was exempt from that because i'm still fairly new so there's that they worked 10 hour days so let's say in a 40 hour week making minimum wage i would only make about 250 dollars whereas in my previous job i would make twice that sometimes more in a week now this job pays bi-weekly so i would be getting 500 dollars every two weeks meanwhile most of my bills um meet or exceed the amount of money that i would make in a month so go figure but i can't really complain i'm still looking for a job while i'm at this job it's just that this job is a bit stressful stressful in that they really don't want you to get up from your desk or from your computer and you're supposed to be processing what we process financial stuff for financial companies and that's all i can say but um so essentially i was pulled in to talk to the manager and the supervisor because they can see when we get up from our desk and when we swipe our badge to get out of the secure room they see how long we're out for and when we come back in and they compare that to the time clock and so apparently we're only allowed one unpaid hour of inactivity a day out of seven hours and the way that it was explained to me they're like pretty much if you don't have to get up don't so i don't know if they were joking with me or seriously hinting at the fact that if you gotta go you probably shouldn't because it's gonna affect your efficiency so after this discussion where i just made the supervisor mark and the manager his boss natalie think that I will fall in line as I just did a lot of nodding and yes sir and thank you ma'am and stuff but in my mind I wasn't really there. I checked out as soon as they called me over for this little coaching or whatever it was but it's just in my nature to check out whenever I'm being reprimanded over stupid unjustified um, reasons. So they expect me to improve and change so they're going to be monitoring when I'm there, when I'm not there, how much I'm processing, how much I could process if I wanted to but right now my left shoulder is numb so that's probably going to affect it some. So of course they wanted to know there, if there was a reason why I was getting up so much and other than going to the bathroom, that's all I get up for. But if they put a timer on that, then I don't know what to tell them. I'm a human being, and unless they want a portageon put in there, I don't think it should be such a big deal. I mean, it's not hard work, but they really expect us to just shut down our brains and become mindless typing zombies for that much money? I think not.
Maybe I'm an asshole for saying that, but I don't care. I don't plan to be a lifer there. I hope not. But for the time being, I'll have to suck it up. And I gotta admit, it sucked. I mean, I don't like to be brought in and talked to, but, you know, I endured it. I just, all I did was, was enrage me, and it also pissed me off that they said that um, other people were the ones that brought my activities to their attention so there are a bunch of fucking snitches and rats in there they have nothing better to do than to watch other people's times and shit so having said that i think i'm gonna go in there with the mentality of just fuck everybody and i'm here to work and if they don't like how i do things fuck it let me go uh interesting postscript to that the day that this happened i think it was tuesday no no maybe wednesday this past Wednesday. So once I got off work and after I got this coaching and, you know, apparently realized that I can't go get a drink of water or anything because it affects my efficiency and efficiency is all they want, except it's not, except they always say they want quality over quantity. But if that can't happen, then I don't know. Sorry. I just had a pop-up window almost threatened to interrupt this recording, which said that it was going to reset, restart my computer because it has updates because I don't use this this often but whatever so yeah people are constantly watching other people the ones with seniority oh that reminds me when i got to work on monday monday morning i got there and i realized there was a shitty chair a shitty chair there's my accent i realized there was a shitty chair in my place in my spot number 16 um where i had one of the newer chairs and so nobody said anything so i had to go and bring it up to the supervisor and this other girl that were there and i just mentioned to him like hey the chair that i had was gone and they both looked at me like just with dead eyes with incredulity in their eyes that means disbelief they looked at me incredulously incredulously whatever incredulity and trailer park mark the supervisor goes oh they swiped your chair and i swear to god this is what his voice sounds like oh they swiped your chair well we're gonna have to discuss your numbers and you basically have to dig yourself out of a hole and i like to use metaphors like this because if i don't then you won't get the point even though i'm threatened by your intelligence I'm going to tell you stories about how I could have made more money at another job, but I chose this job with shitty money because apparently there's no stress. Because I used to be a data entry operator, so I know what you're going through. Ha, 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 ha. Essentially, that's what Trailer Park Mark sounds like. And I call him Trailer Park Mark because in one of the many loud conversations in the break room while I was having lunch, he was discussing that... He lives in a trailer, and he's got family, and not that it's wrong to live in a trailer or a trailer park. I mean, I had cousins and best friends who lived and grew up in trailer parks, but I'm like, if you're a supervisor and you're kind of making good money at this kind of job, wouldn't you want a house for your children to grow up in? Unless he owns a trailer park, the trailer, not the trailer park, unless he owns a trailer, then I understand. But if he doesn't, wouldn't you want your children to grow up in an honest-to-goodness house? That's just me. I mean, you know. Before this, I didn't aspire to live in apartments my whole life, and now, by God, I got a nice place. Quite nice, but anyway. So, Trailer Park Mark pretty much told me, uh, we noticed that you were gone from your desk a total of 120 minutes of the allotted 60 minutes that you're allowed to be away from your desk, including 
15 minute breaks, 30 minutes for lunch, and that's it. So is there any particular reason that you're away from your desk? What the fuck was I supposed to say to that? This fucking job is killing my soul. It's killing my brain cells. I'm storing fucking stress uh, hormones that are making my fucking belly distend, making me fatter and shit because this job is stressful and bullshit and I'm not getting paid what I think I deserve to get paid because of my skills and my intelligence, but and that sounds cocky as fuck, but still. Is there any reason you're not at your desk processing all the time that you're not processing? It costs the company money. Okay, I kind of exaggerated his accent, but he really does sound like he's a fucking reanimated corpse when he speaks. He's like very like this, and I like hockey, and I have a trailer, and... Uh, I always like to talk about work while I'm at work. The most fucking boring person in the face of the planet is my boss. Unbelievable. And his boss is this bubbly, um, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, this is Natalie. Um, doing good, doing good. Haha, <laughs> nervous laugh. Haha. <laughs> yeah, so let's uh, keep it up. Actually, she talks like through her teeth. She talks and she lies through her teeth. She's got a fucking perpetual smile on her face the whole time she talks. And she really looks through you through her fucking little cat's eye glasses and her fucking hair is up on a bun most times. And she wears heels even though she's three feet tall. And her makeup is awful. She's wearing too much makeup like out of the 19 fucking 60s. And she paints her upper lip because she doesn't have one so she outlines it like she has full lips and it's the most disturbing thing you've ever seen she looks like a fucking uh, marionette or a ventriloquist dummy from a fucking R.L. Stein book that's what she looks like her face looks like Slappy the fucking dummy she's got hair I think she's a woman I don't know but yeah this is Natalie uh uh yeah guys uh activities and keep it up keep it up yeah huh so let's make it happen, yeah? Yeah? Yeah, she sounds like this, yeah? This is Natalie, yeah? Yeah, I'm trying to motivate people even though there's no reason for me to be here, yeah? I probably make shit money. So that is, this is a conversation between Natalie, yeah? And Mark, yeah, Natalie. So I'm waiting to hear from Robert and I'm waiting to hear confirmation on the h3s and the blah 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 and the, yeah uh-huh yeah how many people i know everybody's name i'm trying to um muster up some motivation here for people who know that this is a shitty job and shitty pay yeah uh-huh let's keep it up she knows my name and i know her name but that's where the empathy stops for me not that I'm jealous about their station in life. Not that I would want their job. I don't even know. Other than I need money, there's no reason for me to know these people. But there I am. And I'm already mimicking the way that they speak, the way that they walk, the way that they carry themselves. I know how they act. This is my curse. Is The way the neuroses that people have, I pick up on them pretty quick. That's kind of my thing. It's a curse for being hypervigilant and being moderately more intelligent than most people. So those are the bosses. And then everybody else that's there, fucking watching everybody else like a hawk. Fucking vultures. Fucking rats. Oh, by the way, so they stole my chair. And then Mark explained to me that uh, 
Unfortunately, the new chairs that we ordered were issued out to people with seniority. He always tries to hit me with some fucking vocabulary, like trying to make himself sound smart. But Mark, I know that you're not that smart because you're working there. So, that said. Oh, and he loves to overuse the phrase, that said. He writes it at the end of almost every email he sends. Every time. It's like his fucking footer to his emails is like, that said. I'm gonna say this, this, and this, and this. But, I'm going to quantify this and accentuate this by saying, that said. This is what I want you to do, but that said, I want you to do this. I mean, he couldn't find any other transitions other than that said, or having said that. Which reminds me of a Curb Your Enthusiasm bit between Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld, where they discuss the phrase, having said that. It's like you say something, and then you negate it by saying, having said that. So, that's my boss, is Trailer Park Mark, and his fucking contradictory phrase. His phrase that pays is, that said... That said, you have basically a a hole to dig yourself out of. So apparently, in Mark's eyes, I'm in a fucking hole. Because, I don't know, I'm 35 and I've worked these kind of jobs for almost 6, 7 years. And my wrists are for shit. So I can't do as much as I used to when I was younger. So, my wrists hurt. The fucking nerves in my hand hurt. I know they do. I know there's something wrong with them, but there I am. Faking it until I make it. (sighs) So apparently, Down in a Hole by Alice in Chains should go right at the end of this segment, because according to my bosses, I'm in a fucking hole, performance-wise. It's kind of demoralizing. It's not going to make me want to improve anymore. I try. I've been watching my times ever since, but I don't think it makes a difference. I'm just there for a good time, not a long time. So sorry to disappoint you, Mark, but you're not that important and you're not that bright. And I'm not afraid of what you told me, but yeah. And so during breaks and during lunch, all I do is talk about work. That's so fucking boring. So fucking boring. But I'll get back to the lunchtime. Um conversations that I overhear because I don't really talk to anybody so everybody else that's bullshitting and talking I get to hear all their bullshit and it just soaks into my brain so that was that for Wednesday and then I forgot to clock out last Friday not this week's Friday but the week before so when I got to work on Monday and I told Mark he's like oh I already knew I took care of it But then what they don't tell you is that during the weekly meetings on Thursdays is they shame people for not clocking out for missed punches and shit like that. They put their names up on a dry erase board and they call their names out. They read their names out and say, so-and-so didn't clock out, so-and-so didn't clock in. So-and-so has an occurrence, or I don't know what the fuck it's called. An occurrence or some shit, I don't know. I I have no idea what it's called because I hardly listen. This week's weekly meeting, which was scheduled at 10.30, which is when I take my break, I went and took my break. When I came back, the meeting was over. So whatever was discussed, fuck it. I think Natalie sent me an email about what was discussed in the meeting, which was just essentially do not leave your desk for any reason unless you're dying or your efficiency is going to drop, and that's bad. So I think these preliminary first 90 days or whatever are just to weed out the people who they know they can't turn into workhorses so that said if that turns out to be me well 
fuck them. I'll just get the most I can out of there, and if I'm fired, fuck it. Then they gotta pay me, so it'll be a symbiotic relationship, at least for the time being. So there was that. Also, during the week where I park, I park in a satellite parking lot, which is like a block away from the actual building. So I park, and then I walk to the building, and then, you know, it's kind of a shitty parking lot, but it's next to a building that I guess runs a logistics company, because I always have, like, semis and trailers, like, going in and out of there. Uh, But they drive out of the back of a building. But anyway, I started to notice that there were cars that were parked next to the side of this building, which is right in front of our parking lot. And there's no real signage that says no parking except for in front of their little tiny parking lot in front of this building. But on the side of the building is where our parking lot is, and it's pretty spacious. And I noticed that a couple of cars from this company, just maybe two or three cars parked at the side of the building because by the time we get off work, um, the sun is positioned in such a way that the building casts shadow to anything parked directly on the side of it so I started doing that when I show up to work kind of early and get there supposed to start at 8 until next Monday the next Monday I'll be doing 9:30 to 6 thank god I'll be seeing less of these fools I hope but um so I started parking next to that building and no problems really other than I noticed that when I parked there and I'm like at the front my car's still on the shade but it's it's close to the um the corner of of this building I I guess you could say, but there's shade there, so I parked there. And then I noticed that there was two or three cars parked behind me, and I told people they work in that building, so I guess they're not too happy. They haven't really noticed, or they haven't really said anything, but they know that I don't work there, and I parked there, so fuck them. They know it's our parking lot. But a couple times I noticed that a couple of the people that work there, they actually just parked where I parked my car, just to make me, like, park down the line of cars. And then when I got off, like, for example, this happened this past Tuesday, there was uh, already cars, there were, like, two cars parked there, so I parked third and a row of cars that would be in the shade of this building and when I got off work there was no one parked at the very front so I'm guessing they either just did that to hold the place for somebody or they got off work early early or whatever but luckily Thursday and yesterday I managed to get that sweet parking spot in the shade especially when it was sorry nope still can't pop my shoulder and it also hurts to breathe so fuck I'm in pain yet here I am so anyway I got the sweet spot the shaded spot and felt pretty proud about that And also yesterday, Friday, I was instructed to leave early because apparently I had like 22 minutes of unsanctioned overtime and Mark does not want anyone who's not a tenured employee to uh, have unscheduled overtime. So they don't want to pay us more overtime than they have to, but they will offer it to us when they want when we're not prepared, but whatever. Bunch of fucking hypocrites. Anyway, so I was told to leave early at four, so I did. So he sent an email out in the morning, and I saw it, and it was me and this other guy, Joshua, and this new chick. Apparently those two are actually became unofficial trainers because they're so good at doing that bullshit that now, that now they get to train other people. And I'm kind of glad I'm not, like, showing them that I can, my efficiency can be high or that I do really fast work because I have no interest in training people. I My heart isn't in it. It's no offense against people, but I don't do well in those situations. I, I don't like being thrust into situations where I have to speak to strangers and show them how to do a job. I'm not good at, I'm not a good instructor. At least in my mind, I don't think I am. But so my performance isn't that good that I'm asked to train people yet. So that's good. I saw it as a positive because I don't 
feel like training people or and also don't like people watching me while I work. So a large part of that is having the new hires shadow people and make them, you know, observe how to do what we do and then learn from there and ask questions and shit. So every two seconds they're bothering uh, this girl and Joshua. The girl's name, I think, is Landy. Like, what the fuck kind of name is Landy? That is a fucked up name. And she's got a pretty big nose. I notice shit about people. Yeah, I think what I said earlier in the, the last episode about them hiring really unattractive people really speaks to their character. I, I wasn't sure before, but now I know that they're a company with integrity because they only hire unattractive people. Yet another Curb Your Enthusiasm reference, and if you don't get that, go and watch Curb Your Enthusiasm, but it's true. They hire a lot of unattractive people. That's why I got hired there, obviously. But yeah, so I don't have to train people, and I got out early on a Friday, and I also got irritated because I think Monday I left some creamer there in the fridge because I got it in my head that I should just drink their coffee and just take some of my own creamer because I hate powdered creamer, which is all they have is powdered creamer and sugar, and coffee straws and little styrofoam cups, so they're fucking poisoning this earth with styrofoam cups that aren't biodegradable. But yes, I'm in environmentally conscious sometimes but yeah so i brought some creamer some hazelnut creamer in a little plastic bottle to have there at work so i could fix a coffee so i made one on monday and then left a little bit for tuesday and i just left it on the uh, refrigerator door and then when i came in on tuesday the motherfucker was all but gone it was like the bottle was there and there was like a swig creamer in there but luckily i had made coffee um at home before I got to work. I just absentmindedly made coffee without thinking about it, and rather than waste a coffee, I took it and prepared to hear, and if I hadn't, I wouldn't have had creamer at work, and I would have been more pissed off than I was finding out that I work with a bunch of fucking leeches, with a bunch of fucking ticks, leeches, and rats. So never again will I forget anything like that in the company fridge. But I did forget one of my they're like uh, yeti bottles like these little stainless steel bottles that keep drinks cold or hot so i forgot mine at the end of the day wednesday and i was worried about it so when i got to work on thursday lo and behold there it was and nobody fucked with it so they're not that bad but they're fucking thieves they're leeches <sighs> and i hate breathing into the mic because i'll have to fix this later but anyway so yeah the last thing was thursday uh when i got off work i'm driving and i take uh, access a side road from the shipping and receiving industrial part of town which is adjacent to the airport runways here in town i drive on this road um that turns into that's it's two lanes it's two lanes going both ways it's a two-lane non-divided little road um two lanes going one way two lanes going the opposite way but anyway so that said so i was driving in the afternoon and i don't know why i got on the slow lane i usually stay in the fast lane but to avoid like this little patch of the road that they had reworked with tar and stuff or asphalt and they made it a little bumpier so i wanted to avoid that so stupidly i got into the slow lane and there was a car behind me going kind of slow it was like a little forerunner or whatever but i was driving behind it not so close but i saw it like swerve out of the way and i did it last second so i couldn't swerve out of the way because there was a car almost next to me so i drove over a piece of wood with a nail on it which was probably a piece of uh, a pallet a wooden pallet or something that was there and I tried to avoid it I tried to like maneuver my car to like drive over it like exactly in the middle but instead I heard like a like a thud and then like a crunch and I pretty much hit it because no less than five minutes after um, my check tire pressure gauge lit up on my dashboard and fuck I was enraged so luckily I had acquired some tires early this year with um 
money from being employed at my last job, so I bought these tires at Sam's, and so I thought, fuck, if I can just please make it to the Sam's and have them, you know, fix the flat, that would be cool. So I show up to the Sam's, I fucking cruised it, and I was like, fucking just, my balls were in my throat because I didn't want to get stranded. It was like hot out, and it's rush hour, and fuck, I have no money for a tow truck or anything. I have a spare tire and a jack, but I don't want to do that in the middle of summer. So I cruised it very carefully, even though the roads are shitty to get to Sam's. But I got there within 30 minutes. I got to Sam's like right at five. I got off at 4.30. This happened in the distance between my work and the Sam's. So I got to Sam's, I got to the tire center, I parked there, I waited for somebody to come out and, you know, greet me or see what I needed for 10 minutes. I sat in the car, nobody did, so I parked, finally went inside. I told the guy there, I said, look, I bought these tires less than five months ago, and they're warranty and they have the protection plan that I bought for all of them. So I got a flat, I ran over a piece of wood or something, or it's got a nail on it, so I need you guys to look at it and maybe see if we could fix it. And then the guy said, well, unfortunately, because you said that you hit something that we may not be able to replace it without charging you or blah 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 it's not covered under the, under the protection plan which was total bullshit but they said that they were kind of swamped even though they were open for another two hours and i was like okay well i bought the protection plan for it i have the receipt i have everything they're brand new tires i haven't really been driving the car because i just got a job like a couple of weeks ago so the guy was adamant about oh it was your fault and you could have avoided hitting a piece of wood but you didn't so we may have to have you come back later or we can put the spare on it for you but we don't know if we can fix it unless you know you get a tire at full price and then, you know, pay the difference or whatever. Essentially, they said, pay more money. But so I was like, this is fucked up. So I spoke to the manager and I was like, this is what happened. And I'm like, it's unavoidable that I hit that piece of wood. I'm like, it doesn't matter what I hit. These tires were meant to be driven. It's not like I drive recklessly. And I mean, I just got a job. I got hired a couple of weeks ago. So my car and these tires sat there for a couple months in the driveway you know, unused, unscathed, and now they're telling me they can't repair that, they can't repair the flat, and I might have to just acquire a new tire because it's not under the warranty for some reason. So after a lot of deliberation back and forth, the manager said, all right, we'll take a look at the tread of this tire and get you a tire that's full price, the same brand, Goodyear's. I actually bought the Goodyear's on sale, so I got them all for less than what they cost. They cost like 90 something dollars and mine I got four plus a protection plant. So the tire itself was probably like 20, 30 bucks. And then the installation was $15 and it's still covered under the protection plan. But so I got like a hundred dollar tire for less than half the price including installation, but it sucks is that they were giving me the runaround back and forth, and so I literally made them stay until after they closed. It was almost 8 o'clock. They closed at 7, fucking putting in my tire because of all this bullshit. So I had to lay it out and get a tire. And the shitty part is they took out my spare. They were going to put it on, and so they wanted me to come back and deal with this bullshit later. No, I dealt with it the same day because I don't have time for this bullshit. And I also wanted to do, like, a headlight cleaning because my headlights are all fogged up, but realized that there's not enough money for that, and already, um, no pun intended, I blew these 40 bucks on the new tire because I need it to get to work. So, they don't want that money. That's alright. I don't need to eat. I'll just eat coffee at work. No, I'm, I'm fine. Um, so yeah new tire but drove it home looked fine but the caveat was that when i got up to go to work on friday the fucking low tire pressure light turned on on the dashboard again so i was worried that maybe it was fucked up or something but i think it just needs air or one of the other tires just need air so i need to go to the gas station and just put some air in the tires and get them all back 
even, but the real caveat was that they took out my spare and everything, and they were going to use my little factory uh, jack to put the spare on it. And since I got the replacement tire, they just threw my spare and all the shit in the trunk, and they didn't put it back the way it belonged. So when I got home, I had to stay outside and put the fucking spare and shit back the way it belongs and fix all my trunk because they fucked everything up. So on top of that, it was muggy and shit on Thursday. So when I got home and I'm out there wearing shorts and I got fucking devoured by fucking mosquitoes. So my ankles were all bit up by mosquitoes. So I probably have the Zika virus now. Is that lethal? I don't even know. So there was my adventure. And by the way, I was listening to Slayer when I stupidly almost, you know, lost a tire. Well, I did lose a tire, but I got a new one. But when I drove over that piece of wood, I was listening to Slayer. So I was like, fuck. Maybe it was the song or maybe it was the shirt I was wearing. I don't know. The only cool thing about this job is they let you wear t-shirts and jeans and shit. Even though the new hires still wear like polo shirts or button-up shirts or they're dressed like to work in an office. Sorry, that was me trying to pop my back again. So everybody dresses up like they're either going to the club and going to an office or like me. You're just existing in jeans and a t-shirt and shoes. Also, there's like a high-top Converse Chuck Taylor cult going on at work. Like everybody has a pair of fucking black Chucks. There's a guy that has like green ones. There's like some fucking punker. There's just... I don't know how else to say it. There's this big dude, larger than me, so he's got to be 300 pounds. He wears a leather jacket to work. It's the middle of summer in West Texas. It's 100 fucking degrees almost every day, and he's wearing a leather jacket with the fuzzy winter lining and a hoodie, and he's wearing a fucking leather jacket inside the building. It doesn't get more than fucking 70, 75 degrees inside the building, so what the fuck? I don't get that. But yeah, fix a tire. Friday, kind of uneventful, except for me worrying about the tires. So Friday, I checked on the tires on my break during lunch, and then when I got out early, so that bad. So Friday when I got off work early and then I was driving home, I noticed that there was clouds and shit. It started like drizzling when I left work and I got to the car. And then I drove the same way. I drove right near the same spot where I saw a little piece of wood, except this time on Friday it was gone, but there was a huge piece of a blown out tire there. So I'm guessing somebody else drove over that and fucking had a tire explode because people like myself are dumb. Now, I notice a lot of shit on the road, and I know that I've avoided a lot of shit like that because this is the first time in the longest time since I had this car that I had a fucking flat or whatever, so everybody gets one. So yeah, somebody else probably hit that and it's stuck to their fucking wheel because I saw chunks of a blown out tire there, so there was that. And then driving home, it was fine until I almost got to the exit to get home, and it was fucking flooded because it was raining over here. So um, the off-ramp to the exit, it's kind of like a dip, so it was flooded, but luckily there wasn't that much traffic five o'clock is usually the time i get home and there's a fuckload of traffic so this time there was a semi in front of me they got off but it was going super slow because there was kind of a dip on the exit lane so i could tell that it was flooding so i let the semi like cut through the water and that removed some of it and then i just stayed like on the shoulder which wasn't um submerged with water so i got on the shoulder to avoid that and then i cut through a lowe's home improvement store parking lot to avoid the rest of the, the floods and got home actually fairly early but once i got home i was right underneath the storm so i got home i'm sitting in the car but i can't get out and i don't have an umbrella or anything so i'm just stuck in my car with it's fucking pissing rain out and at least rain for like fucking 20 25 minutes maybe a half hour or so i'm there so what do i do 
periscope so i periscope for a while in the car and some of you might have seen it some of you didn't and i guess i inspired some people to periscope but um i've heard that my periscope my solely bullshit made some people happy so it kind of made me happy so i was just periscoping and talking and being my dopey boring self and i guess some people enjoyed it so maybe i'll do it again and then so i was out there for a while and then the rain finally cleared out and you know after that it came in and saw the cats and saw sophie my dog and yep some pizza hut and watched castle rock and passed out and now this is a first i've been talking for about an hour and 10 minutes and i'm already feeling exhausted and my shoulder hurts and I have stuff to talk about but it's going to be lower energy probably <sighs> or maybe I should just call it a day right now and then add to it later no I can't maybe I can do another 10 minutes so I got my show notes here my bullet points I talked about how work sucks let me throw in a lozenge maybe that'll help me feel better probably not okay maybe I just need a water maybe that's it maybe it's just that I don't sleep Okay, so I have here Greta Van Fleet when the curtain falls. So Greta Van Fleet is a band that I heard about through Walt Flanagan on Tell Em Steve Dave, and they actually sound really good. They totally sound like early Led Zeppelin, whatever that means, but they're really cool. I guess they're from Detroit. They're from America. Young kids. Young, but I mean, they're like late teens or in their 20s, and they're pretty good. So I saw them on The Tonight Show with Fallon. Not as it happened but i saw them on um, on youtube of all places and they're really good the singer looks kind of weird and the guitarist plays a red sg model guitar if you guys know what that looks like it's got the little two it's like an hourglass figure guitar with the little hooks the body i mean it's the angus young guitar if you guys know anything about guitars but the song was good i hate fallon he's annoying but he's got good music guests so yeah i recommend that song and I wonder if Walt listens to it or if he plays it on the stash or if he doesn't listen to them because they got so popular now that he's like, fuck, fuck this band. But they're good. If you like Zeppelin, you're going to like them. And I already, oh, I forgot to mention the temp agency drama. So on the day that I got the coaching at work, which was Tuesday or Wednesday, I want to say Wednesday, I called the temp agency that got me hired there. I called and asked for the girl that was working with me to get hired, and her name was Nancy, and so there was a back and forth. There was a rapport with me and her because she got me to do all the trainings, the testing. She got me to do the drug testing. She was patient enough to let me get my social security card, which I had lost, so I had to get a new one, and she was understanding enough to you know have me start while i'm waiting to get that so i went and got that and then the last time i went there was uh last week i think not this past week but the week before so that they could have a copy of my social security card and i noticed she wasn't there and i waited there a bit and it was kind of a hassle because they had to make me like rip the social security card off the thing that I got in the mail and then I had to sign it and they had to copy it and then blah blah blah. So I called and I wanted to talk to Nancy. I called once and they said, oh, she's not there. And I'm like, fuck, well, I got to talk to somebody about what happened, about how the expectations at work are a bit high for me. So I called again. They told me that Nancy is no longer a part of the temp agency, which had helped me get this job that I'm at now. So that was news to me because Nancy had given me her extension number and, you know, she said if I had any issues or whatever to call her and I never really did. But now that I needed to, she's gone. Apparently she doesn't work there anymore. So I was shocked because nobody told me. So I explained my situation to the person who answered, but I don't think she was listening. And I don't think I was mumbling, but she's like, oh, it's hard to hear. So maybe you want to come in and then you have this little document you have to do. So I didn't do that. I was supposed to go in yesterday, but I was too fucking tired and I was kind of angry that nobody told me that Nancy left and nobody really cares and so all I wanted to tell him was that I'll stick it out with this job but if it doesn't work out 
they need to help me find a, another job or a different one. And I told them what happened, who I talked to and stuff, and I don't know if they really listened to my concerns or anything, or if they're going to follow up, but I'm not really keen on going through temp agencies to find work anymore. They kind of suck, but for the time being, I'll be there, but I'm not really going to have much contact anymore. So there's the temp agency drama is the girl that got me in. She's not there anymore, and so nobody told me. So that's how much um, information they like to share on a need-to-know basis. So there's that. All right, talked about work sucks. Talked about Greta Van Fleet. Talked about the flat tire story, the work bullshit. Talked about how much I make already. Talked about the stolen creamer, uh, stolen chair. What else? Talked about music. No, yeah, I think I talked about that. I talked about the stations that I listen to at work. Talked about the Stephen King shit. Talked about the rain. Talked about that. Talked about driving. Yeah, people suck. And we're back. Back again. Shady's back. Back again. Oh, it would have been cool. It was 4.37 when I hit record again, so now, I don't know. Um, I think I was going over my bullet points. I had to stop and take sinus medicine because my eyes were on fire. And my sinus headache was killing me, so after taking some drugs and some water, I have returned. And... I still need to get eye drops because my eyes are killing me, but I'm going to try and go for another 15 minutes, make it an hour and 30, so here's hoping. I wonder if I will know how to splice this together, but fuck it. Let's not worry about that. Okay, so I guess I'll move on to music, music stuff. I also had to replace the batteries on my keyboard because they were dead and I was trying to stop it and I couldn't. And those were my batteries, which I threw out. They weren't recyclable. They were cheap Dollar Tree ones. Uh, okay, so looking at my show notes, I'm still using the same note, same notebook, so isn't that crazy? Okay, so I've been listening to a lot of Darren Malakian's new album that's called Dictator, and it's really cool. It's He hasn't done music since 2012, I think, with Scars on Broadway. Darren Malakian solo album or Scars on Broadway or I don't know what he's calling it but it's fucking badass if you like System of a Down or Scars on Broadway and stuff like that or if you know Darren and his singing and guitar playing and musicianship he's like a fucking genius and I'm glad he's making music like this because it's fucking great it's groovy it's catchy it's heavy it's cool maybe I'll splice a little bit of his stuff in here maybe not not sure but if you haven't checked it out yet you definitely should it's really fucking good. Too bad they don't play it on the radio, and too bad that they they, they don't let me listen to it at work, because I would fucking listen to it on repeat over and over, because it's that good. I've also been listening to Tool, 10,000 Days in the Car, got the CD, and I've been listening to their first album, too. Um, I actually wanted to listen to it on the day that I got the flat tire, but unfortunately, I didn't leave it in the car, so there was that. But um, I want to talk about the shitty stuff that 
they play in the radio. But first, I also was able to go see Sorry to Bother You at the movies this week on Tuesday, $5 Tuesday. So that kind of cheered me up. And the movie was really great. I think it was directed by Boots Riley, a black director, I guess from Oakland. So with the success of Creed and Black Panther and stuff like that, I guess they're giving more opportunities to black directors, which there's always been, like Spike Lee and stuff like that. So I'm glad. In this movie, I went in not knowing anything about it except from what I saw in the trailer and without spoiling it it really spoke to me even though I'm not exactly black or anything but um, it was a funny movie it was really funny it was dark it was funny it was cool it was different and it had really um, awkward and cringeworthy moments for me but not enough that I was going to run out but it was just really well done and I really enjoyed it from beginning to end and I really needed a movie like this uh, during a week like this just to put things into perspective so in case you haven't seen sorry to bother you yet i really recommend it two thumbs up it was great um not like one of your stereotypical action movies or stereotypical black movies either so it was really well done so i hope uh the director gets to do more movies like this and the cast and everybody was great and i won't spoil it but check that out and so i talked about darren malakian so now since I'm forced to listen to the radio a lot at work, I've been listening to that Drake song that everybody's doing the fucking stupid car challenge with, so they play that song a lot, so it gets stuck in your head. I mean, it's a catchy song, it's good or whatever, but it's on all the time, so I pretty much know that song by heart, so the Kiki challenge or the Kiki song, whatever. And I'm not into the online video challenge bullshit, but apparently some people have gotten hurt, others have gotten arrested, so there's that. I don't really do the bandwagon thing. Also, I've been listening to Cardi B, um, just because it was on the fucking radio at every station plays that I like it song. And it's groovy, and it's got some, I guess, Puerto Rican or whatever rapper. I don't know. I don't know who else is on it. I don't know. All I know about Cardi B is she used to be a stripper, now she's a rapper, and now she's, like, pregnant, or she had a baby or whatever, and I'm not super into the modern rap stuff, but the song is good. The I like it song. It's got a little bit of cumbia, whatever, flavor to it, so I like it like that. Wink. Um, I also have been listening to this other song called Walk It, Talk It by this rap group from Atlanta called Migos, M-I-G-O-S. And all it is is a song, all it is is the lyrics repeated over a rap beat that goes, walk it like I talk it, over and over again. So if you want to check that stuff out, go Google it or YouTube it. I think Jamie Foxx is on the Migos video. They do a parody of uh, Soul Train, if you know what that show is. And Jamie Foxx plays the Don Cornelius um, type host. Pretty cool. But yeah, it's a good song. So, sorry to bother you good. Cardi B. Um, don't, really under- uh, don't really understand her fame, but she's got some flow. She's got some skills. Drake is Drake. He's famous. Catchy songs, catchy videos. I still need to see that video that Kevin Smith directed of his. So there's that. There's the music stuff. Also Greta Van Fleet, obviously. Also haven't listened to the new Devil Driver Country album yet. What else? Other metal stuff. I guess the new Fozzy video for Burn Me Out came out, and it's just like a, a house party rock video, but it's pretty cool. Fucking Chris Jericho with his fedora, so that's pretty interesting. And other than that, I've been listening to NPR at, at work, and then a lot of... Um, luckily, they play Tool on the radio, so that's good enough for me. I've been listening to a lot of 80s hits. I've had that stupid song, um, Africa by Toto, stuck in my head, and prior to having to listen to that song over and over on the radio at work, my brother Keith showed me a metal cover of Africa by Toto, and it sounded pretty badass. And then when I 
heard the original when I started working at this job. I was like, okay, they made a metal song out of this. And I guess the last parts of that song are actually pretty heavy, so... But yes, that was the song that was stuck in my head is Africa by Toto and I'm not gonna do that Drake challenge uh what else maybe keep on watching Castle Rock I haven't caught up on the wrestling I need to watch the G1 Climax um Smackdown was good because of Andrade Cien Almas aka Manuel Andrade aka La Sombra from Los Ingobernables de Mexico wrestled against Rusev and won and Selena Vega slapped the shit out of Lano and they got distracted, and Rusev got distracted, and fucking Manny hit the fucking double underhook Mankind DDT on fucking Rusev and beat him, so hopefully there's a good triple threat match there. It'll be cool to see a OG Ingobernable fucking win the WWE Championship or something. NXT was alright. Fucking Alistair lost against Tommaso Ciampa, whatever the fuck his name is. That bald guy that looks like Cesaro and one of the Briscoe brothers. So I have to catch up on Impact and Ring of Honor and shit, and Raw, I guess... Roman Reigns is going up against Brock for the umpteenth fucking time, which is boring. But, uh, what else? Any music suggestions that people might have? What What am I looking forward to? Well, I've been watching The Office a lot, so that's cool. It's actually pretty funny. I never was into it too much before. Sorry, water break number two. So I've been watching The Office, so I gotta see where that goes. But, yeah, The Office was pretty badass. Pretty funny, actually. I gotta admit, I would never admit this before, but now that I'm into it, yes. So, I don't know. Working in an office and then watching a show about working in an office are two completely different things. I wish I worked in an office like The Office, but none of us are that lucky. Um, I might have somebody look at my resume and see if they could help me out in landing a new job, but um, I know that I'm gonna be looking for a new job while I'm at this job, so I'm not going to let that stop me, and maybe one day I'll be able to afford the Tell em Steve Dave Patreon again, and other stuff like that, other goodies, but for now, I'm living bare minimum, I'm living bare bones, no gizmos or gadgets, just a phone, bare minimum, um, paycheck to paycheck, living modestly, I guess, but still still alive still going strong still trying to make it happen so i don't know if you guys like what you hear hit me up at dead underscore rufio at yahoo or search on the tweet machine at no nonsense mofo or i don't know reach me wherever podcasts are found um i'm on spotify so again if you search roaming reigns on spotify r-o-a-m-i-n-g-r-e-i G-N-S at Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or if you tweet at no nonsense mofo on the Twitter at N-O-N-O-N-S-E-N-S-E-M-O-F-O. It always fucks me up to spell that, but there it is. And if you guys know any artists or, or any um, up-and-coming bands or anybody that makes music or makes art or wants to contribute to Fresh Air Public Radio from West Texas. No, I wish. I wish I was cool like Mark Marin and NPR and all those important programs, but it's just me. I'm a DIY kind of person. I'm doing it myself. And if everybody, if anybody gains any amusement from this or if people that I already talk to or whatever and they like this and they want to let me know or they want to be a part of this um, just drop me a line or email me at dead underscore rufio at yahoo and i'd like to hear from you guys or whoever any ideas or suggestions or i should talk more like this or do you like the british accent do you guys like to do my podcast do you like to do my podcast would you like to join my network can i interview you 
Would you like an interview? Would you like to be a part of the show? Or, uh, maybe I should have, maybe I should have, uh, that said, I should have Mark sign off the show for me, or, uh, yeah, yeah, maybe I should have Natalie sign out the show for me, um, yeah, can we keep it going, can we keep the show going, I don't know, right, yeah, yeah, let's make it happen, let's make it sing-songy, that's another thing, she fucking speaks in sing-song cadence, and Mark is more, like, dry like this, and it's been brought to my attention. He sounds like someone's pulling his lower lip away from his face. That's what he sounds like. This is Mark saying, listen to this guy's podcast, because that said, he's pretty fucking adamant about keeping it going, and he's not enjoying work or life right now, and his shoulder nerves pinched, and he's in pain, but... Yeah, if anybody has any ideas or stories or suggestions, questions, comments, reach out and I will be here sharing my thoughts, sharing the shit that's roaming around in my head, roaming around in my brain, the shit that I go through every week. So until then, I shall say a bid you adieu and good day. And maybe I'll stop doing a British accent. Do you like to do my podcast? Do you want to be on my podcast? But until then, I shall say, enjoy these thoughts and ruminations that are roaming in my head. And until then, laters.